Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Hillary Young. Hi, Hillary. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to be on here. I always like mentioning how I met people that's on that, you know, bring as a guest. And we actually met at a mini retreat, which is really fun. And uh, we were in our each other's circle and we just had a really good conversation. We connected after that. And here we are. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's been such a pleasure to like actually connect with people in person. It's been uh, a nice change of pace. And it was such a magical day, like getting to be with everyone in person. So it's, it's nice that we're able to continue that magic. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I actually, you know, made a couple of connections. Any of the person, Nicole, who was leading the group, she was recording an episode in a couple of weeks too. So it's a, it's a really awesome, cool, right. It's a really yeah. cool circle, how this all works out. And like you said, it's been really nice to connect with people in person and stuff. So let's tell everybody who you are. So you are a branding consultant, content strategist, and as a business owner and an entrepreneur, all of that is just stressful words of things that we do not <laughs> like. <laughs> so you well, are, I guess some people, yeah, I guess most people really stress out about most of what I do. For me, I don't find it stressful at all, but I would say most new clients that come to me it is the most stressful part of their lives when we start working together. So, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And so I, I know when we met before, we talked a little bit about this, but you have an incredible background. You have 20 years of professional experience in storytelling. Um, you've worked with different brands. You also worked in television production, such as the Colbert Report, HBO, MTV, VH1, collegehumor.com. And the list just goes on. So you like the extensive background and knowledge that you have, it has to be such an important thing for your clients as well. Yeah, it's funny. I, for a long time, maybe not a long time, but for, in the time bridging the gap between, you know, leaving television and switching to marketing, it was really hard for me to explain to people like why I made the shift, how the two are connected. I don't even think for a while I understood how they were connected. I just knew that it felt good to move from one creative space to another. Um, and especially in the second space, one where I like wouldn't burn out because I wasn't working 16 hour days. So like talk about stress, that TV is high stress lifestyle. Um, but, you know, over the last few years, especially since I've been running my own business, which has now been eight years, I realized that the connection between the two is stories. You're telling stories, right? It's just the medium that's changing. So when I was working in television, I loved getting to tell stories. I mostly worked um, in comedy. And so I loved to get to laugh every day and make other people laugh. Um, and then, you know, shifting gears into marketing and branding, it's still storytelling. It's just that we're doing it in a different way. We're doing it on their website, we're doing it in person, we're doing it, you know, on social media, or some some of my founders do media appearances, and all of the work that we do really helps them get clear about the stories that they're telling, so that they can go out, feel more confident, and also make those connections, just like, you know, some shows connect with audiences, and some don't, that's why shows get canceled. So, really thinking about the stories that you're telling and how to connect with those audiences has been a through line um, over, I know it's crazy to say 20 years, but it has been 
like more than 20 years since I started working in TV. So <laughs> who's counting? Who's counting? Right? I know. <laughs> but it's crazy. And I think, you know, again, as a business owner, entrepreneur, you know, um, storytelling, branding. And well, first, I love the connection. Let's rewind for a second. I love that the connection, you're absolutely right. Through TV, you have to tell stories. And I feel like for a lot of us, that makes sense, right? There's a storyline, you know, through the show, whether it's, you know, an interview process or, you know, a, a sitcom, there's a storyline. I think it gets confusing and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but it gets confusing where you're saying me as a health educator focusing on stress management and burnout, what story am I telling? And I think that's kind of a, where we get confused. Do you mind shining some light on what storytelling is when it comes to marketing? Absolutely. Storytelling is a variety of things, but even just how you summarized yourself and what you do, like that's a story that you tell, right? That is a version of yourself, a version of what you do that you are sharing with people. And you're trying to do it in a concise way that gets your message across that you know, make sure that people have clarity around what you do and that connects immediately with the audience you want to connect with. So, you know, sometimes it's as simple as your elevator pitch, like what's the story that you're telling in those two sentences, those, you know, 20 seconds it takes to tell someone what you do, which actually sometimes is much harder than being able to write like five paragraphs about what you do on an about page on your website. But sometimes the stories that you're telling as a brand are also what content you're sharing and how you're talking about things, how you're educating your audience, how you're understanding what your audience is struggling with um, in a way that shows them that you understand them, you value them, and that what your product or service can serve them in some way in that, you know, in that regard. And um, yeah, it comes out in everything, even internally, like as you grow your brand, let's say you start hiring, the, that storytelling also becomes the culture, your work culture, right? Like that branding, that brand strategy, that story that you're telling is really infused in everything that a company, a brand does. And whether you're a solopreneur or a you know, giant corporation, the stories that you tell really matter because, um, you know, I think with the bigger brands, mostly what we see is that the stories that they tell don't always align with the experience that people are getting or the experience internally that people are experiencing as work culture, right? So you could say that we're the best company, we're so laid back, we love people, we care about our people, but then like not give them any time off and not let them work from home and not give them any flexibility and make people feel like a ton of pressure. Like the story that you're telling and what you're actually doing are not matching up. And that's also where branding will really um, come back to bite you because you'll see employees leave as a result. You'll start to see customers leave because what they're marketing, like the story you're marketing to them, does it match the story after they've, you know, like made the sale, like what they're experiencing with customer service. So it's really like a 360 storytelling experience when you think about at least the branding side of what I do. You know, there's a whole visual component to branding, which I don't really handle. I'm really, I'm involved in the storytelling, the messaging and the strategy behind it. 
Wow. So I have so many questions based off that <laughs> because I'm so intrigued because you yeah. just got the brain going. So the first question is, you know, storytelling. Okay. Basically how I'm talking about myself. You mentioned the branding and there's two pieces I'm, I'm going to ask you. One more so like what the branding is because, and then how are you working with the companies to help with the branding, right? Because if you're talking about company culture, when it comes to branding, how do those two go to, like together? So on a smaller scale, right? Like if it's you, solopreneurs, small woman-owned businesses, which, you know, we know a lot of them. Um, the branding that I handle isn't your website, it aren't the colors that you're choosing. It's not your logo. The branding that I handle is what is your elevator pitch? What is your mission statement? What are your brand values? And then what are your value propositions, which is like, what are you offering to the audience? What does your customer get out of the experience with you that is unique to you and your brand over a competitor, right? It also means understanding that audience. So doing a deep dive into your different audience segments, um, which a lot of the time, you know, people have this misconception about like, oh, I'm marketing to baby boomers. And I'm like, that's great. But baby boomers are, you know, they range in age. There's like a 25 year age gap between the youngest baby boomer and the oldest. Like, what are they doing? What are they feeling? How are they, you know, like what anxieties are they struggling with? Like, how can you truly understand how to talk to someone if you don't know who they are, right? Or what they're struggling with. So that's a really big part of what I do um, with clients of any size, right? Um, and and the process is always the same, whether it's on the like big organizational side or the small business side, it starts with a questionnaire. So uh, a lot of my clients kind of describe it as like therapy for your business because most of them haven't put deep thought into that part of their business up until the point of working with me, right? Like they're kind of on automatic pilot. They've thought about it a little, but like don't really have time to focus on it. And so having homework of filling out this questionnaire really forces them to sit down and be thoughtful about, you know, what they have built, what they want to build and like, what the challenges are to get there, right? Like what the challenges are in that gap in between. For my bigger clients, I also, I start with the questionnaire, but I also then do interviews with all of the stakeholders. So I'll interview like the head of marketing, I'll interview the head of sales, I'll interview the head of customer service, I'll interview the head of operations. And I will ask them questions to figure out, you know, like a lot of them, a lot of times sales and marketing, they should be working together, but they're not. And they're actually kind of like working against each other. And then because of that, because of whatever disconnect exists between sales and marketing, customer service is struggling because they are like, once they come through the pipeline, they have a lot of unhappy customers. So I, I focus not only on building the external brand, but how to fix like the internal branding and operational um, deficiencies. And like, I can make recommendations in terms of how that's done, but I don't, I'm not like 
coming in and operationally like fixing things. But again, it's all about the stories that we're telling and I'm creating consistency and I'm creating, like making sure that everyone stays on brand, that everyone knows what the mission is, what the goals are, and that that can remain the same no matter who you're talking to at the organization. So important. I feel, you know, especially with the smaller brands, solopreneurs, women owned, whatever the case may be, you know, bridging that gap is really important because I remember, especially, you know, especially when you first start out. Okay. So something so broad, like me, health educators, stress management, that's anybody, right? Baby boomers, that's anybody, right? So figuring out how you're niching down yeah. And what does that look like? Like you said, really getting that research done on your, your clientele, how are we going to be the best of the best by learning more and more about them and starting with questionnaires is so important. That was something that I implemented actually not too long ago, right? Really learning more about my clients, getting the goods because that's yeah. really, it's so important one to help the current client, new clients, and also through sales, right? Like you said, storytelling, getting more information is really key. And I think also too, with that is when you ask more questions, they're, they like that. They want that you're, you know, you're showing that you're interested. And then with the, the bigger clients, I am obsessed with the fact <laughs> that you talk to the head of sales, head of marketing. I worked at this one company before, and I was a sales operation manager and you know, basically they would sell the product and I would do all the paperwork, whether insurance, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And um, you're right. They're not talking to each other. They it's very go, siloed. Yeah. Yeah. They would go sell the product, speak of it one way, et cetera. And marketing is working on a whole new marketing process. And they're not talking to each other. And it's like, you're doing all this work for them to go sell the work. And then, like you said, then the internal, right? Because a lot of the sales are out in field. Internal customer service is getting both ends and doesn't know who to listen to frustrated, burnt out, annoyed. Yeah. And it really, and it's like this hamster wheel because there's no way to solve that problem just by making tweaks within customer service or just by making tweaks. Like it has to be the full 360 view of like what's not working. And, um, and I love it. I love it. And also so many of them, it's amazing. Like I'm an outsider and they can vent to me. So they'll be like, don't write this down, but, and like, they'll tell me really like their gripes and like what's not working. And even if I'm not like putting it on my official notes, it gives me a really good sense of like where the dysfunction is. And, and like, for example, how that translates to the work that I do is I, so I was brought in to do this exact job for like a big company. They're a medical device set, you know, they do sales of medical devices and it's almost all online. So it's all like inbound marketing that they give to an in-house sales team. And they were seeing like just a huge disconnect and like they, they, their emails weren't like their email open rates weren't good. And like, they weren't making enough sales. Like they wanted to improve closing of sales. And I was like, okay, well, let me figure out what sales is saying on the phone in order to figure out like what we should be saying in emails. And then, okay, let me figure out what is wrong that sales is saying that, you know, they're promising or that marketing is promising that they're not delivering on once they become customers. And that's what all the customer service complaints are. And then once I understand like what the biggest problems are and what the objections are, I'm like, let's create content around that. 
Like, let's talk about it. Let's put it out there. Let's make it an FAQ. Let's make an, let's dedicate an entire email about it. Let's do an entire email chain just based on objections, on sales objections, right? So let's have your sales team mark what, why people aren't buying right now. And then I'll, you can opt them into like a dedicated email marketing, you know, automation that we've already crafted that speaks directly to why they haven't purchased and like, let's get them over that hump. So, you know, it really does translate. And honestly, within a month of implementing the new emails, their open rates, like all of their email metrics that we were looking at um, increased by at least, I don't know, probably about 5%, which is pretty good when it comes to email. So um, yeah, I mean, this stuff works. It's it's hard. I, I think it's harder at the bigger level because they're so worried that if they take a moment to pause anything, it will, you know, lead to them like hemorrhaging sales and money. But it's like, it's so bad right now, like pausing actually is going to serve you. And, you know, and that translates to real life and to what you do too, right? Like learning how to pause, learning how to like, not let, like not get caught up in, um, I don't know, the BS <laughs> like around you, you know, like it, that's a real gift. That's a good tool to have to, and like, just like people have to learn how to do that. Businesses have to learn how to do that too. And I think it's very hard, whether you're a business or an individual. Yeah. It's you said so many goods in there. You know, um, I really love how you're bringing the team together. And like you said, because you're an outside person, you're not going to go back and say, okay, well, John said this, Susie said this, you're really just taking the notes going, okay, how can I make John's life easier? How can I make Susie's life easier? How can I take some of their stressors away? Cause like you said, it's on face. It's just marketing. I'm definitely air quoting over here, but there's so much in between that really travels down. And a lot of it's that communication and understanding where everybody's coming from, right? They're all seeing different problems and they're working differently. So you really bring all that together in quote unquote, just marketing, right? There's so much more to it. So I love that you bring the teams together because it's so important, especially in the bigger companies a lot of that can get lost, right? Yep. You mentioned too, you know, and I I know you followed me, but you know, I just posted something yesterday about what actually happens when we take that step back, you know? And like you yep. said, it's really hard to tell somebody, hey, let's pause. Hey, let's take two steps back. But when you do that, there's such a bigger picture that happens, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, these are all the things that are happening. Not just that one thing I'm narrow focused on. You're able to see the bigger picture and see all the steps that are in place and then able to make those moves. And it's just, it's just that quote unquote, that easy. So I love that you really do that. Yeah. So there's, one thing I like to say is that there's power in the pause and that people really need to embrace it because it can end up serving you so much more in the long run to take that, oh man, my hair is crazy, um, to take that step, you know, like to take that beat. And then, and, and then that's where I come in is like, you have to pause in order to get strategic, like get, put a strategy in place. And a lot of times this is a content strategy. So I'll work with marketing teams. Like, why is your marketing team working on this stuff? Why are they working on it? Why is it important? What are your goals? What are you working towards? And oftentimes they can't tell me. Like they're working towards sales goals, right? They're working towards driving leads, but they're not understanding, like there's no internal marketing goals attached to any of the work that they're doing. And it makes it, again, the hamster wheel. So to 
take that pause in order to get strategic about the work that you're doing, not only will yield greater results, but it's like, it's more efficient. People will understand why they're doing what they're doing. You know, there's a way to, um, like there are metrics associated with how to measure how successful you are or not, right? Like if it's not working, all right, let's revisit the strategy and understand why this is not working and like take a, try a different route. So the power in the pause is, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's real. <laughs> it's, it's, a real wish, thing. it's a real thing. And I wish more people would adopt it, but it's, it's very hard in this incredibly capitalistic society. It's very hard for people to do. For sure. So if someone's listening, what do you feel is the best way for someone to contact you? So um, you can contact me through my website, which is hillaryyoungcreative.com. And that's Hillary with one L. Um, just in case Hillary Clinton tripped a lot of people up. She's two L's, I'm one. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram at Hillary Young Creative. I'm on TikTok, Hillary Young Creative. I'm on LinkedIn um, as Hillary Young or Hillary Siegel Young, because that was my maiden name. Um and yeah, no matter how you find me, I'm, I run all my own things. So I'm pretty responsive and I love chatting with new people and I will gladly nerd out with anyone about <laughs> marketing, branding and content all day long. So you can absolutely contact me to talk about it. Oh my God. So amazing. If they're listening, what is the one thing you want them to take away? Um, that... The stories that we tell our, tell about ourselves, about our businesses um, are really important. And I think especially on like the self level, like you could call it personal branding, but it's also just the way you get over imposter syndrome, the way you push past like confidence deficiencies. It's all about the stories that we're telling about ourselves, right? Like, an example that I give is when I first started my business, I was calling myself a freelancer and I like didn't really know how to talk about what I was doing. And we were at a party. This is probably about like almost two years into me running my business. And my husband was like, oh, you should talk to my wife. She also runs her own business. And I was like, I run my own business. Like I'm a business owner and I need to start saying that about myself. And as soon as that became part of my story, my confidence came with it. So, you know, I think just from like a personal perspective, the stories that we tell about ourselves are very important. I couldn't agree with you anymore. So Hillary, before I let you go, let's jump into the lightning round. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) Hillary, what is your favorite karaoke song? Ooh, that's a good one. Probably anything by Madonna, like old, like eighties Madonna. Yeah. 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 Um, winter or summer? Summer. Are you a texter or a caller? Texter. (laughs) You know what? I have little kids and phone calls are challenging these days. So texting. What is one way you relieve stress? Um, I exercise. I love yoga and I love bar classes and I'm like obsessed with my Peloton bike. So exercise. (laughs) What is one way you, what is one advice you would give to another entrepreneur or business owner? Um, Just do it. 
done is better than perfect. So if you have an idea to do something and you think you need to have all these ducks in a row to do it, you don't. You can just do it and figure the rest out as it comes. And who knows what tomorrow will bring. So you should just do it today. Don't wait. <laughs> I love it. All right, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you taking the time out. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank <laughs> you.